Today's show is sponsored by Redleaf Press, publisher of exceptional resources for early childhood professionals. Among them, I'm proud to say my Moving and Learning series. I'll tell you more about Redleaf at the end of the show. BAM Radio Network. What do you recommend teachers do to become more proficient at engaging in high-quality conversation with children? So when you say enrich their ideas, expand on that just a little bit. Welcome to Student Centricity, Practical Strategies for Teaching with Students at the Center. I'm Ray Pika. Have you ever paid attention to how much of the talk in your classroom involves directives and close-ended questions? Studies show much classroom talk does, but if you really want to make a positive impact on children's language development as well as their reasoning skills, classroom conversation has to be of a higher quality. So today we're talking with Stephanie Curentin, Sonia Cabell, and Heidi Veal about how you can make that happen. Stephanie, I want to hear your thoughts on the comment that classroom talk too often relies on directives and close-ended questions. Tell us what that means to you. Research shows that most of the talk that happens in early childhood classrooms doesn't really facilitate higher order reasoning or critical thinking. Instead, the majority of the comments are directives like, let's put our toys away and get ready for lunch, or they're either closed-ended questions, and a closed-ended question only requires a yes or no answer or a simple one-word answer. For example, a teacher might ask, what color is this? And the child simply responds, red. Got it. So the child is only able to show aspects of lower order reasoning, such as correctly perceiving the color red and being able to recall the correct description. But that type of talk does not allow children to elaborate by sharing their experiences about the color red. They can't talk about whether or not red is their favorite color, and it really doesn't even allow them the opportunity to compare and contrast what other objects in the room might be read. Okay, thanks, Stephanie. Sonia, what do you feel are the most compelling reasons for conducting high-quality conversations with children in the classroom? I think one of the most compelling reasons has to do with children's the importance of children's language development to their reading and academic development overall. We know that when children come into school, there is such a gap, a large gap, between children who are living in poverty and their more economically advantaged peers. And we know that this gap tends to persist in their vocabulary skills and their other language skills. And one way to close the gap is to improve the language environment in their preschool classrooms. Right. So if they're not getting as much of it at home, at least they're getting it in their classroom. That makes a lot of sense. Heidi, you told me you love this topic. As an early childhood professional, why is quality classroom conversation important to you? Because I know that if we can get our students talking, 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 that that will be the key for their success beyond our early childhood classrooms that they will go into their elementary settings when they are ready and they're prepared and that time comes, ready with their mind uh, to learn the reading skills that they need and to proceed with writing. It all goes back to the concept that the listening develops first, then the speaking, then the reading, and then the writing. And so our focus is always get them talking, get them interacting, get them talking. Yeah, exactly. So much of the time, the reading and the writing are the most important parts of language arts, and you have to have the listening and speaking first. Stephanie, you recommend using instructional conversation with the children. Tell us a bit about that and how it applies to children who are culturally and linguistically diverse. I specifically recommend using what I call instructional peer conversations. And an instructional peer conversation is what I define as a child-led conversation in which children 
work or play together to solve problems, complete an activity, or to talk about their experiences. I think that these types of classroom conversations are good for all children because they provide an opportunity for children to engage in extended dialogue with their peers. But these conversations are more important for culturally and linguistically diverse students because it allows them the opportunity to use language in small group settings that are play-based or activity-based. And this type of context can sort of take the pressure off children because children are not having to answer a teacher's question in a large group setting, which can be really intimidating if you are a child whose home language or dialect does not reflect the academic talk at school. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Sonia, you've written that speaking with children in ways that facilitate language growth seems to be neither intuitive nor natural to many preschool teachers. What do you recommend teachers do to become more proficient at engaging in high-quality conversation with children? I think that there's some simple things that teachers can do to set up conversations, keep them going with children, and then expand on what children are saying and enrich the language around it. Teachers really can follow children's leads What are they talking about or what are they interested in? So if they're playing with a toy, talk about that toy. If they're bring up a topic with you, continue on that topic because they're more likely to learn the language from things that are interesting to them. Then you want to keep it going with them. So giving them many opportunities to take conversational turns, like asking open-ended questions, like Stephanie was saying earlier, that give children a chance to talk more than just one word. And then Also, making a comment and pausing and waiting for them to respond. And then you can enrich the language by expanding on what they say by adding vocabulary or adding a new idea. Okay. Well, Stephanie, when we think about being good conversation partners with the children, things like maintaining eye contact and taking turns while listening and speaking, as as Sonia was just saying, are, are likely to come to mind. What are a couple of other important factors? You hit on many of the two, at least, of the six hallmarks of a good conversation that I talk about in my book, and those are turn-taking and maintaining eye contact. The other hallmarks I mention are using a shared language and being focused on the same topic, using meaningful gestures, and using facial expressions to convey emotions. Okay, so using a shared language. Tell us just a teeny bit about that. So using a shared language means that the if we're talking in a classroom context, we're thinking about the language of instruction. Right, so that all of the children are on task and all trying to use a shared language to talk about what it is they're thinking. Sonia, what would you like to add to what Stephanie said? What it takes to being a good conversation partner with the children? Make sure that you're warm and responsive to children. Mm-hmm. Less about giving them directives and more about encouraging the conversation and keeping the, that the, in mind that the goal is for children to be able to talk practice their language, and for you to enrich their ideas and enhance their thinking. So it doesn't mean that you have to talk about specific topics that you think about in advance. Really following children and what they're interested in is important. So when you say enrich their ideas, expand on that just a little bit. What does that look like? It can be simple things by expanding on what they're saying. So let's say they say something like, glue is sticky. You might say, the glue is sticky, isn't it? Or if they say, it's snowing. You might say, it's snowing outside, so we have to wear our hat and gloves and keep our head warm. You know, so you're basically taking what they're saying and expanding it a little bit and then asking questions that help them to think about how they feel, help them to pretend or to talk about what happened in the past or the future. Okay. So Heidi, 
What is the one piece of advice you want teachers to have about inspiring quality classroom conversation if you were talking with your teachers in your center? We are always sharing with our teachers to get our students talking, to encourage those conversations. I loved the components that you listed of the six components of those good communication pieces of not just about the words, but also the nonverbal. We even in our own classrooms are teaching our students to read nonverbals, you know, to understand that when someone has their cheeks up, that they're communicating that they're smiling, and that could mean that they're feeling happy. So giving them that key and that insight into not just their oral language, but that nonverbal language and how that plays into their whole conversation. The other piece is just to stress and echo what y'all mentioned about all of those informal, natural conversations. The time that I see that our students are most expressive and conversational is when they are so relaxed and they know how safe they are at school. They have great relationships with their teachers and they're able just to explore and talk about what they are invested in at that moment, whether it's building some kind of complicated structure with the blocks or if they're in the pretend and play area and they are running a a pumpkin market, that's when I really see their language explosion. And just thinking of the different creative ways that we can get our kids talking, talking to each other and talking to us. Which is why it's so important that there still be pretend and play centers in early childhood settings. So thank you, Stephanie, Sonia, and Heidi. Really appreciate you being here with me today on Student Centricity to talk about this, to talk about talking. Thank you. It's true that of the four components of the language arts, reading and writing get most of the attention. But as Heidi mentioned, listening and speaking are equally important and lead up to reading and writing in a developmental progression. In fact, literacy expert Gaysu Pinnell has stated that oral language is the foundation of literacy learning. That's why quality conversations are important, and that's the topic of Stephanie's book, Conversation Compass. You can learn more about Conversation Compass and all of the other wonderful resources Redleaf offers at www www.redleafpress.org. We asked our guests to give us the most important points they want you to garner from this discussion. You can read their closing comments and big takeaways as well as access additional resources by clicking the takeaways button on your screen now. This has been Ray Pico with Student Centricity, offering practical strategies for teaching with students at the center. Thank you for listening. This program is produced by Accretive Media for the BAM Radio Network. Thanks for listening.